until midday on 6PR. This is Sports World. It sure is. And Peter Bell, I caught up with him during the week. Uh, we were in a little fundraiser for the Perth Children's Hospital together. He told uh, a great story about uh, his own personal life and his experience and getting into the AFL and playing in premierships for North Melbourne, coming back to Fremantle. And now he's brought some other young boys' dreams to reality by selecting them to his football club. And he was part of it for the very first time, Peter Bell. Welcome, mate. Nice to talk to you. Thanks, Carl, and it's a really nice part of the job to be able to ring up some pretty excited uh, young players and tell them that they've got a chance at uh, their dreams, which is to play AFL, and obviously the two of our draftees were in attendance, so Sam Sturt and Luke Valenti, so uh, it was terrific. Belly Brad, mate, uh, if, how hard is it? Because, some, I mean, you you, do, you talk to so many players, so many parents, and some of the, some a lot of them are going to be disappointed. Yeah, look, there's uh, there's only so many uh, selections in the draft, as you know, Brad, and so many kids who want to get that opportunity. And uh, the clubs invest a lot of time and resources into teams of recruiters who go out and talk to so many different people, not just the players and watching games, but talking to their teachers and parents and school coaches and uh, cricket coaches, all kinds of different things. And then you come up with an order and some some young men are, are very, very happy and obviously a host missed out. But as you saw this year, I suppose there's also opportunities for, for a little bit older player now, so provided they go back with the right attitude and keep working at their game, there's always a chance that next year could be their year. Pete, Kim Hagdorn here. Um, I'm really strong on West Australian talent, but I can understand, especially the first round or two best player available, but I got an impression, I was very strong for weeks that you guys were chasing Jordan Clark. You were sitting at 17, Geelong at 15, and perhaps even Luke Foley, where West Coast may have got Justin in front of you. Were you keen on those two WWE boys, Clark and Foley? Yeah, look, I think most of the uh, most of the AFL have the same kinds of names on their list. Kim. Yeah, certainly uh, those two are, are really talented guys, and 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 they were a, a, a few of a, a host of players that were on our list. But you, know, you can't control what other clubs are doing, so um, you, you're sort of watching and, and you're hoping. But ultimately, you, you make the call when you have a look at uh, your list in your order when it's your turn to call out a name, and we're thrilled to be able to do that in the first round with uh, young Sam Sturt. With Sturt. Uh, again, help me here. It, it also appears to me with the type of player that you've got. Did you go for a type there looking at, you know, uh, his pace, goal-kicking capabilities, left footer, for someone who could play as a forward or a sweeping winger? Was he a type of player or just the best player there? I reckon that that, that top-end haggers, and I can only speak for what we do, it, it's mm-hmm. more about probably the, the, the talent that's there uh, rather than filling a particular need. And then as the draft sort of you get through the, the middle rounds, you look at uh, the talent and also what you're looking for specifically. But uh, Sam is a player who, who sort of came onto the scene really late, actually. He was he was a, a pretty keen cricketer, talented cricketer. He got invited down to the Dandenong Stingrays quite late. And then he, he really gathered momentum through the back half of the season, including playing in the grand final where he was opposed to Isaac Quainer. The, the player that Collingwood ended up taking, but he's a really quick player. Player, he's got a really good jump on him, but uh, obviously coming new to football, he, he's really got to work on his body as well. So he's about 190 centimetres and mm. needs to put some weight uh, weight on the frame. But athletically, he's really exciting. Bally, we've already covered Hogan and Lob and those sort of things. So when you go to the best player, you're looking at also not not so much needs, but you, as you said, but. You're looking for people that are going to strengthen your midfield, your back half, maybe need to swing this bloke forward. Are you looking for the more versatile types? 
Well, look, he's certainly got that versatility about him. Uh, he hasn't played a whole lot of football, so I think the, the entire sort of industry was, was learning a lot about him through the, the back half of the footy season. But um, he, he played primarily as a forward at Dandenong. Uh, but at that 189 centimetres with the ability to mark, and he's got that massive leap, he could he could possibly go as a sort of a, a marking defender or, or he could go as that uh, sort of wingman. Uses the ball really well, got a really nice left foot kick on him as well. So um, he'll just work hard and then we'll work out what his strengths are and how his body develops, Brad. But certainly, as a as a from an athletic profile, that he could he could fit a few needs. If I start putting together Fremantle's best twenty-two, assuming everyone's fit and healthy for round one of two thousand and nineteen, how close would Sam Sturt and Luke Valente be to being in that twenty-two? Are they picked ready to play, Pete? Look, looking at the players. Sturt, I've mentioned, obviously, his athletic uh, mm. potential, mm. Uh, but he does need to put a bit of weight on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, he has, I mean, he's never done a, a pre-season in football before in his life. So it's going to be uh, quite a shock coming in and doing an AFL pre-season. So yeah. we'll see what his body can tolerate. Valenti's a little bit different, Kim, in, in that he's 186 centimetres. He's already 82 kilograms. Um, he's, he's a really um, good build. He's he played a lot of footy. He got a little bit sore in the knee through the second half of this year. But just looking at him from an athletic profile, he might be one who's more likely to go um, a bit earlier in the year. Why didn't you take Ian Hill? Yeah, Ian was certainly on our list, and, and, and you can see the talent that he has, and, and we were closely monitoring uh, where, where Ian was, and in the end, we prioritised Sam, obviously, but Ian was certainly in the frame uh, for picks later in the draft that uh, GWS got in, and, and they've got themselves a really clever player. I mean, he probably didn't have the year this year that he that he wanted to, as far as his brilliant year the year before, but, I mean, GWS and, and, and the, the skill that they have on their list, uh, Ian... Uh, has a real opportunity to make an impression there, and you could see him uh, being a real success. And young Dylan O'Reilly was right under your nose, but chose not. Yeah, Dill's Dill's an interesting one. He's a, he's a big lad, obviously, son of Stephen O'Reilly, 100, 194 centimetres and, and already over 90 kilograms. Um, uh, another one who we were really, really closely monitoring, and, and I suppose for Dylan now, is, uh, he needs to, to go back and have a, a year of solid football. He had some issues with his body as well, Brad, but he's one we'll be really closely monitoring through through the year. And there are, there are opportunities as well uh, if, if we were unlucky enough to have a, a long-term injury, then the mid-season draft comes in, and so guys in the WAFL for, I suppose, West Coast and us will mm. be really closely monitoring the waffle. should we be lucky, unlucky and have an injury. Belly, nothing sinister in this question, but the, you know, when you make a comment, it's cut and pasted and highlighted, and you talk, you talk about good character. Is that because you feel as though the club's been burnt before, or is it your own philosophy that you've now adopted, that you want to try and get some really good, you know, healthy, strong, mentally well-presented kids going forward? Look, I just think it's a really tough environment, uh, AFL football, and it's it's it's. I think it's something that all the clubs are prioritising now. Just um, it, it is tough. There's enormous challenges. You need that resilience. So um, the guys who have shown that they can deal with that, guys who have shown that they're they're mature and ready to work. I think that's what most clubs are looking for, Brad. Pete, I don't know what you think of it, but I really like this new rule that between December 1 yep. and March 15, we'll call it the retirement or serious injury rule and yep. perhaps even the Kurt Tippett rule. But So what it in essence means that if something happens to a player on the list or if you keep a spot on your list, you can add someone in. Is your list full or could you just use that rule if something untoward happened with a player? Yeah, no, our list is is full, and I agree with you. It's a not it's a nice rule because if, if someone was to have a really bad injury, sort of in that in that pre season period, and yeah. you have to go into the the AFL season one down, 
it is a huge disadvantage, isn't it? So, look, none of us, uh, we're, all, we're all fingers crossed that our players will get through the, the pre-season without an injury, but should there be a really serious one, then you've got that scope to pick up someone from the Waffle or the SANFL. And just on that, um, if you've got a full list, can you not have someone to train with you? Like what Richmond have kept a spot in their rookie, they can, they can now have a boy from WA train with them. If your list is full, can you not have that permission to train regulation? That's a good question, Haggis. We, we haven't had those discussions mm-hmm. as yet, but uh, that's certainly something that we'll be looking at. Uh, last one from me. How did you find the environment? What did you think of the live trading elements? Mm. Uh, what did you find of the whole process? Because I, I was watching you, and particularly when uh, one of your young boys said he was so elated to be leaving home, and his mum was howling. I thought that was a nice little touch, and I think you were trying <laughs> to compose. <laughs> I think you were trying to compose yourself. You're having a little chuckle to yourself, I reckon, Pete. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Some of these kids uh, haven't haven't been in the uh, dealt with the media too much, and it sort of came out uh, wrong. Sam said afterwards we caught up with the family, and, and mum was mum was. Uh, I suppose it's a roller coaster for them as well, such a build up and everything else. So mum was a little bit teary that uh, Sam had been drafted, and obviously off to Western Australia. And uh, he, he did say afterwards that it, it wasn't exactly what he meant. But look, it, it was it was quite funny, and I, I really enjoyed the interviews of a few of the young players as well. Jai Coldwell made me laugh with with his comment as well. But they're so excited and such a build-up, you can forgive them for the occasional slip of the tongue. Yeah, but just the process, mate. I mean, obviously, you did a, a live deal with the dogs as it went along and the West Coast Eagles did the first deal. How did you find the whole process being involved? Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, I'd be interested to, to know what you guys thought of the, the, the sort of live pick trading. It added, added another dimension as well. So it is obviously a stressful environment, but with that one, uh, we we were really keen to move up the, the list, uh, even marginally, when Valenti was still available. So we did that deal with the Bulldogs, and what it meant was that our pick 41 slid a little bit, obviously, but we were pretty confident that the players we had identified for those picks would still be available at 57 so we decided let's let's have a crack at uh, obviously Valenti and getting up the list and, and the Bulldogs were the team that uh, called and were able to rush out a deal. We certainly didn't, for what it's worth, Pete, we certainly didn't need the, the two hours of the broadcast on Thursday night. I think that's for the purest only, and all clubs need to be involved. That was too long. But just really quickly, you've been in it for, I'd say, five weeks now. Uh, is it more than you thought? Oh, look, it is, it's a massive role, Kim, and, and it's not just the football aspect. When you see general manager of football mm. as a sort of job description, you think it, it is all about football, but there's a lot of other staff that make up the team as well and with a lot of different issues that you have to work yeah. through. So I'm still learning, and I expect to be learning for a long, long time, but I'm loving the role and uh, re- really enjoying serving Freo. So you get paid by the hour and what's your rate? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not by the hour, Brad. Uh, yeah, and, and just where are you at with the list manager? You and Steve Rossich have been handling it. Uh, it's been a very busy trade time. You've picked up 10 players, six West Australians, including your trade-ins. Uh, but you need a list manager. Where are you at with that appointment? Yeah, look, we'll be hoping to make an announcement. Or sorry, we will be making an announcement in, in January. The, the industry, as far as the recruiting aspect and the list management, does go on a little bit of a, a breakthrough January. They work very hard through mm-hmm. the other 11 months of the year. And then at the conclusion of that, to sort of late January, early February, we'll, we'll announce who the list manager is. Will you be going to the Gold Coast for the junket or...? <laughs> the, uh, the the training camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that. that that's what it's called. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Um, and look, one for the one for the headline, Peter Bell, Jesse Hogan. You'll get asked this regularly, but when do you anticipate Jesse Hogan to be either joining full training or in full running? 
Yeah, look, uh, Jesse uh, Kim is progressing really, really nicely. I, I wouldn't put an exact time frame on when he's going to join in and, and join in 100%. Uh-huh. But what I can tell you so far is that the, there's been no hiccups whatsoever with his re- rehabilitation from that navicular. So fingers crossed that continues. Uh, I would expect that if, if, if that is the case, then it'll be early in the new year that he'll be able to join in the full program. Thanks for your time. No worries, anytime. Peter Bell, Freo General Manager of Football.